Yo, this is Zero from El Vu and LA Natives Podcast. And I'm happy to announce that Malinali Superfoods now has a storefront location. And we invite all our community to come and partake in our family recipes, in our ancient foods, and in our intention. Our intention is to gather our community, to share the wisdom of our ancestors, but most of all, have a place to be ourselves. So we invite you to come to 4528 Whittier Boulevard in the heart of East Los Angeles. So come, stop by, enjoy our awas, our superfood smoothies, our nutrient powders, and understand that food is our medicine. Our ancestors were brilliant engineers, and they created strong, powerful foods that we share with the community. Aho, Ometeo, Tonansi, Tonato. We start out on this new road. No turning back. But we have our ancestors with us. We're going to continue to dance with them. Dreaming them. Calling them. Being them. Are getting back to their voices. They are becoming real to us and speaking. 
about who built this place and why and what they felt and what they thought about the world. These are not anonymous people anymore. You are the spirit of Unapu. Keep walking. We the human, we are doing the spirit of Unapu. Yo, yo, yo. So Instagram, I'm, I'm, I'm live on Instagram so you guys could, um, or anybody who's on Instagram, you can catch us live on YouTube. Um, you, can, you can hear the show better and actually get to interact. You know, you get to leave a chat. Absolutely, man. I want to thank all of our new Instagram followers and most importantly, our subscribers in the last week or so. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure everyone was aware we had a big... Big show not too long ago, man. Uh, Immortal Technique was in town, our brother. And, and man, it was a fucking amazing event, huh, Zero? You know, that event... Like, I had to literally take a vacation out of that because it was so much hard work, though. I'm going to be honest. There's so much energy put into the event, but I think it was worth it. Well, when you book a headliner of that caliber, you know, he's not just any headliner. I mean, this brother comes with, like, a lot of weight. Yo, he does, huh? And he can fill a room, you know, and he's super talented, and he's the cool, cool dude. And and now he's he's one of your brothers. You know what I'm saying? He came by Modern Lani Superfood, show, showed some support. Yeah. Um, I mean, I saw him at his um, meet and greet. And um, I hit him up. I let him know that, that, you know, there's some very powerful foods that people should start researching and using. You know, and I just told him, I go, look, I have a juice bar in East Los Angeles. She rolled through. He's all, here, take down my number. And boom, you know, next thing you know, we're texting each other back and forth. And <clears throat> he comes to the shop and is one of the most humblest, smartest. I mean, this brother's put together well. It's right. not It's not a surprise that he's a very successful underground hip-hop artist. Right, and... And you're right, man. It's hard to fill up rooms in Los Angeles, especially solo. In Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. you got to be, you got to be like undoubtedly amazing. Yeah. To fill a room in Los And he's from the East Coast. Yes. So that just tells you how much talent he had. But it was was dope that you were one of the hand-picked select few to open up for him. XP killed it. Vel killed it. You yeah. fucking killed it, man. Yeah. Shout out to Sub One for holding it down, too, man. I think that was one of his best performances I've seen yet. Well, I mean, Sub wrote a dope song, and that's why we played it. And it was cool. And the people, you know, responded to it. And I mean, I don't think anybody had a bad slot on that night because that room was filled from the moment the doors opened. Absolutely. And that, that just goes to the production company. You know, the production company got the word out and, you know, people came and lined up, Yep, you know, over capacity because you're not, you know, you're talking about tickets sold, but there's a guest list as well. There were so many dope guests, you know, shout out to Polka One. She killed it on the side stage. I saw Cosmic Force there. Yep. I saw the homie Heron there. Yep. You know. Um, Indigenous cats. Indigenous cats. I mean, they really, they killed it too. Um, the homegirl from Buried Under the Blue, you know, mm-hmm. rocking the Displacer shirt. Oh, that's right. Rightfully so, mm-hmm. you know. That's the show to be at. Absolutely. And as everyone is aware, we try to reach out to dope indigenous hip-hop artists, you yeah. know, on, on this show. We have a very special guest. His name is Ka- uh, Cody Coyote. 
Um, he's gonna explain to us where he's from and okay. what he's about. But I'm telling you, man, he's he's. I like he, his videos; they're really well yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he's such a dope dope artist. But be, be, before we get to him, I want to thank all you guys, all the new subscribers, all the new Instagram followers. Thank you. Check out all of our prior episodes. Um, go onto our website, lanativespodcast.com, purchase a t-shirt, you know, uh, get a hoodie, support. We're about to push Zero's new project. Um, we need to plan like an album release. You know what I'm saying, Zero? Yeah. Like once it drops, we're just going to have like a little intimate album release for a select RSVP. Well, so be, be on the lookout for that invite, guys. I think the ideas that I have with releasing the music is tying it to a garment and then yep. having it whoever purchases because uh, i think i'm going to do it nft style absolutely you know? let's do it yeah. yeah do it super underground i want to yeah. put it up on Bandcamp. yeah you know just do it super absolutely. underground you know independent. well it'll be available to everyone but if you want the exclusive merchandise or want to be a part of that intimate night you know that that's something different yes so you know we prepare that we prepare our audience to be there and whatever location we decide to be at um but uh, i have some new music that i've written that's almost done i'm going to release it very soon we're going to we're going to put up the mixtape yep soon yeah and so. that's going to be a, a good teaser for everyone because that mixtape is super dope but you know it's zero zero music. zero's right his, his new material band is by far it, it tops anything that you've ever done, bro. It's because I have to be progressive. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's hard to be, not be a trap rapper or not be this, um, clout chasing rapper, wordsmith. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you got to be like this skillful hip hop artist. And my message is very clear, you know, and I do it in a very poetic way. So that's the testament to my music. Let's go ahead and bring in Cody Coyote, man. Yo, yo. Yo, what's good? Hey, what's up, brother? Yo, Cody, man. I want to thank you. What up, for, what up? For taking this invite, man. We got Zero of El in the building. We got Cody Coyote in the building. What's going on, brother? This is huge. I'm just uh, going to say miigwech. Thank you for having me here. Ooh. And uh, I also want to say that intro is deadly. Okay? Uh, <laughs> like, whoever did the production on that, big up. Straight. Oh, you know? thank you. It's crazy. I did it. Yeah. I did oh, that. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm not surprised word. zero that he he he's he he thinks it's dope, right? You wow. you get it a lot, but it give us a little bit of quick of a, a a story about about that intro right there. Well, I mean, I, I, I when I went into knowledge, I went in deep. You know, I went books, documentaries. I even went as far as sampling like Travel Channel because the Travel Channel would go to like a certain area and talk to elders in the community. And so I got a lot of samples from those, that type of thing. It wasn't like a, a big documentary that you can refer to because I can't really remember where I picked Humbat's Men from because Humbat's Men is on there. Um, there's a couple elders that are very well known in the community. But it took me about two weeks to piece it all together because it's not, it's a piece of documentary from each one in different parts. So it was a big jigsaw puzzle. But yeah, man, that's the end. Paid intro. off. Yeah, paid off. It's classic. So, I like it. So, Cody, go ahead and, and tell us where you're from, what what you represent. You know, just let's get right into the new project. Go, go ahead and break it down. Sure. Um, so I'm just going to follow some protocol right now. I've been taught to always introduce myself in my language, which yeah. is Anishinaabemowin. Oh. 
so Ani uh, Bojo, uh, Cody Coyote in Indishnakaz, Asenio De Nin, uh, Nishnabe Akin in Donji, Ojibwe Nishnabe Nindao, uh, Irish Nadao, Madajwan in Donjiba Makwa Dodem. And uh, I was just saying, uh, hey, you know, and uh, I go by the name Cody Coyote. My Anishinaabe name is Stoneheart, Asenio De. And uh, I'm coming to you from the unceded, unsurrendered Algonquin Territory. That's uh, commonly referred to as so-called Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. And uh, I'm Ojibwe Anishinaabe on my father's side from Matachuan First Nation, which is in Treaty 9 Territory, uh, so-called Northern Ontario, Canada. Mm-hmm. Irish on my mom's side, and I'm Bear Clan, you know. Um, Man, you yeah. got a lot of medicine, brother. <laughs> and the fact that you could speak your language, that's amazing. Hey, learning, learning, bro. Wow. You know, learning. The fact that you did that. it so confidently and, you know, like, you know, followed the protocol. Of course, if you know it, you mm-hmm. should do it. And you did it very well. So now wow. people have a very good sense of who we're talking to. Oh, big much. And, and, and so, you. rightfully so, right? Yeah. Because it's so called Canada. I'm going to be honest with you, right? Sure. Like, we were talking mm-hmm. about this off air with Cody, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, li- Let's break down a little bit of what we talked about, Cody, off air. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so-called Canada. Like, I will never, ever identify as a Canadian mm. or even American. Like, mm. I'm a Anishinaabe, and I'm very, very firm in saying that. I'm a Anishinaabe. That's my nation. It's been here long before uh, the idea of both of these settler societies, and we're going to be here long after, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that it's, uh, you know, I can't, I can't even like, you know, I can't disregard the fact that I saw this awesome sign as soon as the broadcast started, right? Make America Indigenous again, mm. right? Like yeah. literally talking about <laughs> decolonizing these these environments that, you know, have conditioned people to think that we're no longer here, that they succeeded in erasing us and disregarding us, right? Right. Um, that's, a, that's a little bit, you know, that's a lot. That's a lot to say because, mm-hmm. you know, the struggle has been long, you know, and shout mm-hmm. out Richie for Make America Indigenous again. <laughs> That's a Sh- shout thing. out to Richie who was actually at the event. Absolutely. Shout you out know. Richie. Mm-hmm. But, but you, I mean, I love I love the fact that, you know, peers, you know, like me and you are just diving into that healing journey. Right. Telling that mm-hmm. story. I guess our job is to try to be as creative as possible. And that's what I try to do with my music is try to be as progressive as possible. I don't try to fit into a genre or I don't try to, I'm just going to do what I do, you know, and put a lot of intense time into it. Um, I, and I could tell you do that with your music because your videos are fucking great, bro. They're dope. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about the production and who did it or did you direct it? Hey, go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I, I like, one that I, I absolutely love talking about is Manado um, Doegan, mm. right? Which means spirit drum in Ojibwe. And uh, that, like, that's my story in a nutshell. And I, I tell people that, like, I faced some challenges early on in my, my life. And, uh, you know, being bullied for having long hair and being one in six Indigenous kids in my school and uh, facing the extremes of that environment, things like racism and certain prejudices that people had in that part of town and where I live. Um, it led me into a pretty rough lifestyle, right? And in that video, you see a little bit of it, you get a glimpse of it, right? Mm. And um, 
I think I, I really got thinking creatively, you know, like you're saying, like, like for, for me, like, I, I don't want to be, uh, put into just like one, one genre. Like mm-hmm. I, I want to just be able to showcase like, like my being in my art mm-hmm. and let people know like, Hey, this is a piece of me. Like mm-hmm. come take a walk in my moccasin mm-hmm. and see, you know, what, what my life's been like. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's brought me this far. And, um, if I had to talk about another video, you know, the way that like that has Cali vibes for days. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the one with the, um, the low riders. So, yeah. yeah. I, the I low was like, lows, damn. I right? was like, like, I know how hard it is to coordinate one, but like to get like a row of them. That was dope. I was like, damn this dude. Bro. Damn. And the circle. Like I was losing my mind trying to like keep my composure in the middle of that. Why they're all circling around, right? The Res Classics Car Club, big up, you mm, know. Mm. Like that, that was just like completely incredible. Because even up here, like up north, like I used to roll around in a 1985 Oldsmobile, right? And my brother had like a, I think it was like a 1972 Cadillac DeVille, and we were just always into classic cars, right? So. I wanted to kind of showcase that aspect of things. I've always had a love for classic cars and, you know, low uh, rider culture as a whole. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. dope. Well, I mean, this is the home of it, you know, Whittier Boulevard, you know, where we have our uh, Malinali Superfoods. Every Sunday you see like at least minimum 50, you know, mm-hmm. passing through. And they come from all different parts of, you know, Southern California. It's not just East Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's been, it's like... Sometimes they'll fill up a whole, like, market parking lot. I've seen mm-hmm. it like that. So, I mean, culture has been a long, it's been here a long time. And that's cool that you, that other natives are, are taking ownership of it or, or, and or putting it. Embracing into, it. Yeah, exactly. It, it's a heavy mm-hmm. influence, you know. A lot of the mainstream um, news media outlets or entertainment outlets use low lows, low riders all the time. I mean... I was just mm-hmm. talking to one of the, I call him a historian. His name is Ernie. He sets up Ooh. right by the, um, by the, by the shop. And he was just talking today about how it started in like the late, no, early fifties. Cause he's been there all his life and he's about like 65 years old or so close to, you know, he's older. I don't know how old he is. I hope I'm not mm-hmm. dissing him. <laughs> Anyways, but he was telling me the story of like, you know, the beginning times of it, like, you know, how dads would give away their cars and the kids would get creative and how the cops would find them very quickly because their cars were altered. So they would, mm-hmm. you know, right away impound their car or give them a ticket. So it was just a, a long history lesson with Ernie. But, um, yeah, car culture has been always been. And it's cool that other natives are using it now because, I mean, it's, you know, we're all family. We all kind of live the same story. You know, so, mm-hmm. you know, what's it like in your, you on the res or are you in the city or? Uh, I'm in the city. I'm, uh, I'm going to put that, you know, so my, my family, we were displaced here. Mm. Like, uh, my, my father was a part of what they called the, the 60 scoop, mm. right? Canada 60 scoop. And, um, he was forcibly apprehended by the Canadian government and put into, uh, the child welfare system when he was six months old. Um, this is after my, my grandmother came out of residential school and, um, just understanding like, like what's happened to my family directly, 
at the hands of uh, the Canadian government and the church, like it's it's brought me to where I'm at right now, you know, like speaking up about it. And, uh, you know, with me, like I'm, I'm 30 years old. Um, it took me 25 years to meet my my blood relatives. And, um, you know, from then till now, like I'm not a fluent speaker in the language, but, you know, like um, honoring what you said earlier, like making it come to life. Right. Like like speaking it more. Um, practicing uh, practicing it every single day trying to learn as much as i can you know that's uh that's how i honor them you know that's that's, and, um, that's just yeah. keeping the spirit alive in your blood bro it's like there's there's no mm-hmm. other way to awaken that that unknown part of us right because we were displaced mm-hmm. we were taken from a long 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 tradition of ritual and you know certain ways of doing things certain ways of living, certain things that we used to eat. But even if you are taken away from that, there's something inside of you that still lives on, that still wants to seek it, right? And I, and then you find it, and then you just like, wow, I never had, it seems like I have never had this understanding, but it's always been with you. We're just finding the right tools to do it. And so you dive into the studies, and you should be proud of yourself, bro, because that was pretty well done. I mean, I didn't see no, I, I don't speak that language, but still it felt, you know, felt heartfelt. Have you always, you know, incorporated these type of topics, indigenous issues, et cetera, into your music? Like when you started your rap career, right? Like, but were you aiming for like a mainstream sound or was it like just off the jump? So I like, I, you know, I grew up listening to like groups like Dead Prez. Mm-hmm. Nas, you know, like KRS One, like just just having like um that storytelling component, but also like looking at things like public enemy, like you know, when I heard like fight the power, I was like, What is this? Mm-hmm. Right? And it just like ignited something inside of me when I was like this young person trying to navigate this colonial structure of an environment. And um, you know, I, I think for me I like, uh, and I'm going to pay homage here, like uh, Gary Davis, Lightfoot, like he really allowed me to understand that there was a place for indigenous people in hip hop, right? And I started to experiment with writing my own stuff and really got into to that political stuff. I was like, hey, like I, I'm going to speak up about it because where I've grown up and where I've lived my whole life, this is uh, quote unquote the, the capital city of Canada, right? Where the, the parliament stands, but it's also unceded territory. And understanding what that means, like this land was never given up through treaty; it was forcibly taken and occupied, and it's still being occupied, right? And just being on the front lines, showing up for different uh, rallies, and immersing myself in that. You know, when I was in high school and uh, after high school, it really like uh, paved the way and helped me like trailblaze in the way that I have, right? Releasing like my my first EP, which was uh, Loose Control. And um, from then till now, like the, the more knowledge that I obtain and that I understand, um, I'm not going to be quiet about what's happened to indigenous folks. And I'm not going to be silent about the ongoing either. Right. right? Because there, there's still harm being caused to our communities today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I always like to mention this to other indigenous artists. And I don't say this to be crude or... A, a Debbie Downer, more like just an awareness, right? Because I too was inspired by Public Enemy and 
Karis one. And when I was growing up, well, I'm just going to fit in that lane. And that lane died quick. Mm-hmm. Once it started hitting mainstream, they were like, nah, this isn't going to fucking fly. What are you talking about? Fucking fight the power, question authority. <laughs> I mean, that shit was like a blip in music. Right. So just mm-hmm. when we take on these topics, I think we have to keep in mind that it may never be mainstream. Mm-hmm. It may never be mainstream. It'll be your decisions business wise on if it does or not, or whether you become a mainstream artist. Because mainstream artist is different from someone who is like public enemy or, you know, they let these like one group get in, like Rage Against the Machine. Right. Very general, not very specific, doesn't have no real ideology behind it. But they have like this undertone of um, counterculture and rebelliousness. Right. And then Public Enemy gets like a couple albums, but they never got to like become Miles Davis in the in the hip hop industries. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They got cut out, Mm -hmm. not promoted. Tours died. Problems happened, you know. So and true artists embrace that like zero, like. When you write your music, all the music you push, you embrace that, and you saw that coming. Like you're, look, you're like, look, well, I knew the music for, that I make is not going to hit mainstream. It, it's not. It's just not. We were right there mm-hmm. with mainstream artists, and and mainstream is a very different definition. There's a very different def, um, intention with that type of music. It's to sell products. That's the original mm-hmm. intention of music, because people have to do like I, I would advise you to. Um, look at this documentary about how radio got started. And it's a PBS mm. documentary on how radio got started. And it was an insurance guy who went and got Hank Williams to sing on his antenna that broadcast on all the radios. And in between Hank Williams singing, he would sell his insurance. You can buy this policy. You can buy that policy, whatever. But think about that. Nothing really changed from that moment, right? It's now Nike's. Louis Vuitton, Gucci, it's the same thing. It's just different products, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it evolved, right? And, and it became a little bit more scarce. And then people started deciding who was going to be there and who wasn't, right? Just like they do presidents and they do all these politicians. They decide who's going to be there and who's going to represent our agenda. So that's what it means to be mainstream. Mm-hmm. So we got to go into that understanding. And then we also got to think as artists that we're telling the story of genocide. And we're telling Mm -hmm. the story of genocide against the ruling class who genocided us. So they're not going to go, hey, let's Mm -hmm. hear that story. Come over here. Let me put you on everybody's. Let me put you in everybody's ear and let everybody hear what you have to say. Here's the beauty of what we do, though. You can be as great as Bob Marley. And it doesn't fucking matter. They can't suppress truth. They can Mm -hmm. never suppress truth. So the creativity that we both use should always reflect truth, which is art. Mm -hmm. Art reflects Mm -hmm. your interpretation of truth. But it won't be ever mainstream. That's my opinion. Mm. What do you think? Yeah. Oh, and like, I'm completely with it. Like... Even talking with different artists, you know, like you, you kind of get the vibe of who's trying to sound like something that they're not, that kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Where they're they're trying to like, how am I going to put that? Like, adhere to what the the mainstream 
you know sound is at that point in time but you know like coming back to what i was saying earlier like i never want to just like be like put into one genre yeah right like yeah. you put out your artistry if you if you find like a beat that you're rocking with or you create something you know from scratch and you like incorporate things like a hand drum or like a water drum like nobody can touch that that's like a part yeah of somebody's True. being right True. like ancestrally and mm -hmm. it, like there's going to be no comparison like if someone's going to be you know making a get down like i said like out of a drum or like some shakers and stuff like that that's just so organic in its way you yeah know? and and, and uh, the beauty about it too yeah. is that we get to be clever about how we present that in other mm -hmm. words we don't have to go through hurdles or know some great film guy and great editor because people have been doing great work on their laptop with mm -hmm. iMovie as long as you are communicating the message like you said i'm going to use this hand drum i'm going to use this rattle because it tells the story of my people mm -hmm. right now just remember as an artist that sometimes that story is impalatable palatable for people they want they don't want to look at that bad side of america we're all together now right everything's cool mm -hmm. right nobody's doing that to you now and then See, that's so that's where we get fucked up because then it's yeah. like but so the, we don't have a right to say anything but the, yeah but, but the voices but the voices are growing right zero like there's a huge indigenous hip-hop community just boiling over right now we yeah and they all want to tell the story and that's what i love about it because a lot of them do have that public enemy kind of attitude to wanting to tell this story yeah like we, we were talking off here right cody like the indigenous mm -hmm. hip-hop scene is growing right yeah it's huge it's starting to become Yo. big and we're unapologetic mm -hmm. like every day in my life i am unapologetically indigenous mm -hmm. i am in people's face about it if i'm speaking my language and it makes somebody feel uncomfortable so be it right and mm -hmm. i remind people i'm like if you feel uncomfortable with what i'm sharing or what i'm saying in my music or if i'm speaking to you at a live show and i make something you know, like spark inside of you that you feel uncomfortable. I asked them, what are you going to do with that discomfort? Are you going to pretend like, you know, this didn't happen, right? And that we don't exist? Or are you going to do something about it and mobilize? And I think that comes into that conversation that we're having right now is like people that are watching this, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, I feel a little bit uncomfortable. Am I going to turn this off? Or am I going to continue watching and hearing what these folks have to say, right? Like I'm never ever ever gonna stop you know speaking up about what's happened in my family and what i see happening you know right now and in, in today's day and age because I mean, when you some... get people that are like oh like they're they're like like we're, we're all together we're all here as one then why aren't we talking about things like equality and equity how is it that you know there's still uh communities in so-called canada the greatest place to live how they advertise them themselves that are still fighting for basic human rights like clean drinking water or being able to raise their children and have supports for for their families right but it's because you guys struck a chord I'm well I mean, <laughs> I mean but we gotta yeah. let's widen let's widen the scope though yeah. i mean it's not some it's Big not time. it's not necessarily like we always go oh it's the government and then this is the brilliance of who these monarch colonial white supremacists are they're monarchs but they just changed their name 
They go from being a king and queen until they piss everybody off. And then they go, fuck the king and fuck the queen. We're now corporations, right? They just change their name. Because if you go mm -hmm. through their lineage, you'll see they all go back to a royal family. Mm -hmm. So we can't wonder or ask why this is happening. It's happening because they were brutal. They didn't care. They're like, separate them, kill them, get them out of my hair. Just like a monarch or a royal or a king would come on an island and then his arrogance would be like, this is all mine and fuck these peasants. And we can't expect, it's just, okay, so we go from monarchs to, gov to corporations to governments to city councils to, these are just names they're coming up with. And, and then when people get pissed off at that name, they just change it. Mm. But the same rules apply. We don't give a shit about you. That's the rule. You want to be a part of this clique? You can't give a shit about people. Mm -hmm. Well, why? Well, because we exploit them. And we exploit the land they live on. And we don't give a shit about them. So we can't expect pr police brutality to change. It's going to be what it is. Unless the police officers themselves have a, their own meeting and decide we're going to rule in this way. We're not going to take mm -hmm. orders from somebody who's rich to say, hey, just go beat those guys up. We need to know facts. We need to know why. We need to know who's dangerous. We need to go in there and just remove the dangerous person. That's the way police officers should act. Hmm. But they have their own agenda. Hmm. Right? Because they're ruled right now by rich monarchs. With gobs and gobs of money. money so much money, they, we can't even fucking fathom that amount of money. Right but to yeah, them, like, to them, the, yeah. it, it, it reminds me of this, brother, and I'll let you respond and you tell me mm -hmm. your perspective. Mm -hmm. But I would watch these like, um, I don't know, stay up late, watch these movies. And some of these movies would be about European culture. Right. Mm -hmm. And all it was was one ruling person trying to assassinate and get someone else. And that still happens today. That still happens today. These people have so much money, they could say, oh, give Armando half a million dollars. That ain't shit. I wipe my ass with that. But Armando is like, fuck, dude, I live in the projects. I'm out of there. And then they just created an assassin. Hmm. Right? Somebody who's willing to live, to take out that person and put his own life on the line for this amount of money. Mm -hmm. Right? But it's all stemming from a European king, queen, monarch style, in my opinion. This is all my opinion. Doctrine of Discovery. Right. right. The was, Doctrine of Discovery. Just going to say It that. all stems back to that. I'm not being repetitive when I say it, but I'm trying to break colonial perspective. And you do that. By understanding truth, by gaining information, digesting it, and coming up with your own sovereign understanding. That's how we were brilliant. We didn't go, oh, yeah, we're going to follow this guy because he knows all the shit. No, he, they went, oh, wow, he's very wise. He's very wise. Wow, this is the way I see it, though. You know, I took your principles and I added to it and I subtracted to it. 
And yeah, I made mistakes. And yeah, sometimes it was better. It's our own perspective, right? When we break colonial perspective and we understand their nature, then it's a lot easier to defeat their systems because you'll start to see the holes in it, right? Mm -hmm. It's dependent on money. But they inflate the money, so they make the money less valuable, Mm-hmm. And they can make the value. They, they can make the money of, they make the money more valuable, and then inflate it, and yeah, and it's a big game, and we fucking fall for it. We fall for it. What do you think? Sorry, bro. I could, I could get off on a tangent. No, this is no. This is like the wavelength that I've been on. So I'm like, hey, like finally we get to talk about this, you know? Because it's like, there's like, uh, like prime example not saying the news outlet okay but when the news broke of the pope visiting oh you know, yeah let's so talk about Canada, that i want to talk about that for sure i want to talk right like i get hit up you know on a monday and uh I said news outlet you know asked for a comment and i gave them so much stuff we like we talked about the doctrine you know went into like a really in-depth conversation but to fit their narrative we only saw a five to 10 second clip of all that, mm. you know, of like a, a 10 minute conversation. Right. Mm. So just being like completely, you know, raw and putting it out there. Like I strongly feel too, that people need to start educating themselves on what this doctrine is mm. first and foremost, because when people have the ideation of, Oh, well, I'm from Toronto or I'm from Montreal or I'm from New York, you know, I'm from Los Angeles. These were all places that were established after colonialism and colonization, right? I'm from Madajuan, right? Where the water meets. That's my home territory. Nobody can erase that, right? And it's really like decolonizing people's mindsets. Like we've been saying, like people, People find comfort in identifying as a Canadian or an American. But no, you know, asking these European settlers, where are you from? Where did your family come from? What ship did they arrive on? Are you English? Are you French? Are you Spanish? Are you Ukrainian? Are you Dutch? Right? The list goes on. And it's having that conversation of what happened once your ancestors came here. Did they inherit things like hand-me-down farmland after Indigenous people removed from their homelands? provide room for them right and i i can't speak for for the states but i would imagine it'd be the same when sir john a mcdonald established the rcmp to to come and monitor survey and control indigenous people while they were moving us onto reservations you know like policing that's when the 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 policing era had began and then the continuum of it the relationship that we still have with the rcmp today they're still surveying people if I have to, you know, speak out against something that's actively happening right now, look at what's happening in uh, so-called British Columbia and Wet'suwet'en, yeah. where people are literally standing in their unceded territory and they're they're fighting to protect the land out there. Right. Right. A good friend of mine, Logan Stats, has been out there since the jump. Yeah. Right. And JOC, another hip hop artist, he's been out there since the jump. Yeah. Right. But no, no media is gonna go and cover what's actually happening there. And it's the ongoing settler violence towards indigenous people. And this ties into this doctrine that we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, Sorry, that's, a, that's mean, a lot to respond to, man. No, you know? no, no. I mean, this, how, do, how do you? No, these are the type of conversations we have zero, on this. Ultimately, zero, how do you feel about the Pope going to Canada and wearing all that bullshit out on his fucking head? You know, like, I was, I was, mm-hmm. I had to take like a, a couple steps back and not react, not go, oh, this is bullshit, and da, 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 da. you know, because that's the normal the reaction, week. right? Yeah. For me, I just kind of looked at it and I went, nothing that those jesuits do they just do you know what i mean they don't do it just because they do it because they're making a statement they're trying to um manipulate in some way but more along the lines of making a statement because not only did he put on that headdress i also saw another video of him putting on like a one from like um brazil or something yes he's going around yeah he's putting on indigenous headdresses right so there's a symbolism behind that, right? And then he also, he also mentioned a certain um, Jesuit bishop. When he put one on, he, he mentioned a certain name. If you look at the video, he'll mention a name. I'm interested to know what bishop that was and what he did and what crimes he committed against indigenous people. Because what they're saying is that, look, we rule you guys. Look, I'll put your shit on. Take it off. Like, it's a piece of trash. Your shit don't mean nothing. That's the way I felt. Like, we rule everybody. Look. Look. Right? But mm-hmm. here, here's, here's, that's their arrogant version of life. Right? And I always, I always go back to Mesoamerican times because I feel like that was the most, the renaissance of brilliance from indigenous cultures. Right, where they were scientific and they were astrological and they were very intelligent beings, mm-hmm. right? That figured out calculations and how things worked with the sun and how energies work and what foods and the sun how they react to each other. They were very scientific. They were brilliant. They were not arrogant. In my opinion, right? I never, I never lived there. I don't live there now. You know, I'm just trying to dis- understand how people come up with these cities that they just kind of go, oh, well, they're aligned to the solar system, like before telescopes. And they make it right. seem like it's an easy yeah. thing to do. But what kind of energy, what kind of um, uh, wisdom, what kind of humility, what kind of to make that mechanism work, right? And what I'm trying to get at is that that Wisdom could not be kept in one person or one group. It had to be shared, right? That's how we got large societies, big temples aligned with whatever's, and the people had to follow it. Because the people that were studying the sun were teaching everyone about the sun. That wasn't a secret. That's the way the Jesuits roll. They roll in nothing but secrets. Yet they'll put the symbol of the sun on their staff. They'll put the symbol of the sun on the wall of the church and not tell anybody that it represents the sun and what those lines mean and what solstice and equinox and how we should prepare to follow these energies of the sun. They keep that in secret. So when I see a pope put on a headdress and claim he rules everything, 
I look at maybe somebody who has dementia because they really don't understand the sun and how it works and how energy just starts to permeate just like it hits the land and it starts to change spring into summer summer into fall fall into winter but they're making everyone seem like he went out there to apologize to the indigenous community for what they did for the um, apologize like you don't apologize by going oh i'm sorry like it's like me going yeah i i just went to your house armando i stole your car i raped your girl i killed your daughter and i'm sorry now get the fuck out of my house still yep yeah. that's that's what the fuck is i'm sorry doesn't mean shit unless you're going oh dude i couldn't call the ambulance i'm well, giving that, your house back this was us, an accident that's what they're telling Yo. us over here in the u.s like is that the same narrative they're running with over there cody they're not giving anything back right cody they're they're trying like and i'm i'm gonna make this clear as day that you know proposed apology it would not have happened unless residential school survivors initiated going to Rome to call on the Pope to do that. I'm not even thinking it, you know, no second thoughts. He wasn't going to be like, oh, well, you know what? On today's agenda, I got to go over to so-called Canada and I got to make an apology. He got called out, right? The church got called out. The Vatican got called out. That initiated him to come over here in the first place, right? So for him to come here and to be gifted that headdress, there's been a lot of controversy, right? But, uh, would, would, say, okay, oh, yeah. but wait a minute, Cody. Wait a minute, Cody. Like, yeah, like let's <laughs> let's get this in. Let's get this in perspective, though, Armando. You're bringing up a good point. Mm-hmm. You know. So if I said, um, "All right, I'm gonna steal your house, Armando. I'm gonna take all your money. I'm gonna rape your wife. I'm gonna kill your daughter, and then um, you're gonna give me your finest suit and put it on me and say, so I could go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bro. Still, get the fuck out of my house." Mm. that's what it is what the fuck is i'm sorry unless you're going oh wow we're really sorry we're gonna give you all your land back and give you all your religious rights back and then just leave you the fuck alone we fucked up big time you know that's that is gonna result in. i saw a headline from msnbc it's it's the official apology but it's it's, what 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 (laughs) that's like uh that's so what i mean liars don't apologize yeah Liars don't apologize. Thieves don't apologize. Murderers don't apologize. Rapists don't apologize. Apology means nothing. It doesn't mean anything unless it comes with like, hey, man, I'm sorry. Here are all your treaties. All the treaties that we fucked up. Here you go. You know the residential school that's empty mm -hmm. and, and, and you guys can have that. Nothing happened. Nothing happened other than some Mm. actor that some people's calling a pope is going, hey, let's go tell those guys we're sorry. But Cody's right. He, he, they, they, they must have went out there and demanded it. They did. They did. And, like, it's paying attention to, like, the series of events that happened. And they did. They went to Rome, right? I think it was, like, the Assembly of First Nations that initiated it. And then a group of survivors went over there. And they initiated that. Right, and then the Pope came over. Right, then he was gifted this this headdress, sacred item, right? And there's teachings behind that, depending on you know what territory you're from and all that, right? But a lot of people are saying it was uh, to say thank you 
But in my head, it sounded a little bit awkward because let's think about a situation, right? Figuratively speaking, if somebody was to be abused by somebody, right? Let's say somebody experienced abuse from somebody, sexual abuse, right? That the Pope neglected to even uh, apologize for. Something that was like huge in residential schools, right? It was rampant. But somebody who has been on the receiving end of that, right? Their, Their abuser... Is now here, right? And they're saying they're saying sorry, and and you gift them. That doesn't make sense, yeah. right? And that comes into what you were yeah, saying, thank you. right? Zero, like, thank you, like, bro. why am I gonna gift this abuser? Yes, right. Yes, and then say thank you. No, yeah. you got way more to do. You have to rescind that doctrine of discovery. You got to erase the foundational components that allows you to still have so-called control over sovereign indigenous uh, nations that are still here. Right, because we're on the receiving end of this—the over-incarceration, the over-representation uh, of Indigenous children in the child welfare system, the amount of missing and murdered Indigenous women, girls, and two-spirit folks. This all ties in to settler and colonial violence that stems from things like the doctrine, right? And that's why people need to need to really start looking into this, like really dissecting it. Like we're talking about it, we're going right into it, and I've been waiting to talk about this because I think about it every single day from the moment that I wake up. To the moment that I go to bed, and the whole news about this Pope, you know, coming over here and making a proposed apology, I saw it for what it was from the jump, taking the week to process and not be uh, reactive to it. He needs to be called out and uh, be called in to to take some concrete action. Otherwise, it's just lip service, and we've heard it time and time again. Oh, you know what? We're gonna do this, but then they go and they do the opposite, or they try to sweep it under the rug and pretend like it didn't happen. Here, we're gonna throw money at it. It's going to make everything better. No, right? And they keep talking about the healing narrative. All right, we need to help Indigenous people heal. We've been doing the work. All right, I volunteer every Friday night with a youth group here in uh, in Ottawa. And it's to show up for those kids to help us heal. Right? We did that. Mm-hmm. We didn't need any settlers to help us with that. We, so, we showed up for ourselves. We took care of ourselves. Right? We've been doing the healing work. We need to start talking about the justice narrative. Right? Where are the reparations? Where's the justice for these indigenous children that are being found, that have been killed, right? That were raped, that were killed, that were found at these former institutions that were church ran and run by the government of Canada. That's the wavelength that I'm on, friends. Yeah. Right? And, and but I do think it's weird how zero he's down in Southern America now. Like I that was bizarre. It's just mm. it's 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 they do things in symbols. Like they're they're just showing the world, look. We rule everything. We rule everyone. That's their mm-hmm. mentality. Now, they don't, though. Here's the, the problem, in my opinion, right? Because we try to fight them with paperwork that they invented. We're never going to win that fight. We're mm-hmm. never going to win the fight of justice because justice was created by them. Hmm. Right? So why are we asking for it? We shouldn't be asking for anything from them. You know what we should be doing? We should be creating our own. And this is just my opinion. And this is what I do. Okay? And I speak sovereignly for myself. And I try to teach this. And and I put little seeds in my, anybody who's around me. My children, my wife, my my community, whatever. Right? Is Mm -hmm. to be as sovereign as possible for yourself. Mm -hmm. Right? And when you, when you make that decision to be sovereign, then 
every decision you make affects your reality, right? Mm -hmm. So if I go, well, I want to still drink. Well, that's going to affect the community, my children. It's going to affect everyone, right? But I made a sovereign decision to do certain things, right? I smoke cannabis, but I don't drink, right? So that's my sovereign decision. That, that works for me. It, does, it may not work for 40 other people, right? But you have to have a sovereign decision. Now, when you start making those sovereign decisions, you make a sovereign connection with the land, with the water, with the fire, with the sky. Your own connection. It's not based on a book, an institution, a leader, because we're all great mysteries. But they distract mm -hmm. us so much with paperwork and doctrines and oppression and fear and movies and ecstasy and sex and everything's there. Sports. Sports, <laughs> number one, damn. Mm -hmm. But when we create these sovereign understandings, then all the distractions disappear, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. That's too revolutionary because you're not asking for the freedom from their paperwork. We are now freeing you. Here, sign this. Right? What happened the last time we signed some shit? Right? Here, sign this. Okay. Ah, fuck. They're not going to follow it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Interesting you say that. Like but My, but my when, ancestor, you know... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, but when no. we create that connection, I mean deep connection. I mean, you got to go into a hike by yourself. You know, you got to go to a beach walk by yourself and find the most secluded beach you can find. And you connect. They can't take that from you. They cannot take that from you. They're trying to make things all, look at the fancy this and the fancy that, and look how easy it is. You don't even have to drive anymore. The car will take you where it's going to take you, and blah, blah, blah. And look at money's in the phone now. Right? Those are all distractions to reality. You, my friend, are connected to reality because you're connecting to your language. You're connected to your people. You're connected to the struggle. And you're using art. And they used to laugh at us for that. Uh, look at how funny they paint themselves. Right? And for everyone watching live and listening to Spotify or watching us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever, make sure you guys check out his new album. The, it's called The Passage, right? Passage? Huh? Passage, yeah. Nice. Yeah, Thank you much for that zero, too, eh? Yeah. Um, what... What will people hear as soon as they put on that record, Cody? As soon as you start playing it, you're going to hear, uh, you know, part of the, the first apology from uh, Stephen Harper, right? And that's that's going back to, you know, the, I think it was 2005 when he initially apologized for the mistreatment of folks in uh, Canadian residential schools. So it's like they've they've tried. They've tried to continue to, to sugarcoat this throughout the years you know by putting these proposed apologies forward and uh i i put that there specifically you know kicking off this this album and uh writing that record 
you know, after speaking to my great uncle before he passed away um, and hearing about his experiences at the, the St. Peter Claver's Indian Residential School for Boys, one of the Spanish Indian Residential Schools, um, you know, and the, the helplessness that he felt, you know, trying to run away from this institution twice, but being brought back both times, right? Like this project is, is very much about navigating intergenerational trauma. It's very much about my truth. It's very much about what I've been witness to. And uh, again, coming back to not being silent about it. Um, that's the first thing that they're going to hear when people start playing that record. And I want people to reflect on it, right? Because we, we still live with it today, right? We still live with it today, but I'm very much a part of the generation that is, is doing the work to try and help with, uh, with taking care of our communities. I love that you brought up intergenerational trauma, mm -hmm. you know, because that's the trauma that you were inherited by just being born, right? Mm -hmm. And the intergenerational trauma comes in normality of trauma. Right. We go, oh, well, well, my dad grew up this way. My mom, my mom grew up that way, too. You know, everybody's dad left. That's to me is like passing on trauma, right? Like, oh, it's a normal thing. Right. You were born with it. But we're not born with it. I don't know. People like the Pope, these hypocrites came and took everything. And it's OK. They had to. Because we were going to show them how strong we were. Mm. We were going to show them that we can still survive. And you can't rip us away from the sun. You can't. You can keep all the books you want. Hidden in that library or wherever. And, or in institutions or universities. They can keep all that. Mm. Like I said, go for that deep walk into the, into the forest by yourself. Right? Go to that deep walk by the ocean by yourself and watch it talk to you. Watch it tell you how great and brilliant you are. We are those who believe in truth mm -hmm. and not harming children and not harming the earth that gives us life and everything we need. That's the army we're a part of. And it's not even an army. It's being connected on a level that's sovereign. It's, you know, they taught us that. The elders taught us that. Mm -hmm. They put us on the mountain for what? What do you think they put us on the mountain for by ourselves? With no food and no water. Why? To connect. Mm -hmm. That's why. And we can still do that. No matter what traumatic experience we live with, they cannot take that away from us. Hmm. Our grandfather's putting us in front of the mirror going, look, see everything here? See the moon? You see those stars? You see the deer? You see the plants? You see the birds? All of that lives inside of you. Well, I'm going to leave you here so you can figure that out. I believe that's what happened. Hmm. 11 tracks passage just simply type that in on google cody coyote type it in on youtube it's a solid project it's absolutely. a solid project absolutely and um yeah. 
I, hey, man. I, I recommend everyone to listen to it. The production's dope as hell, too. Look up his videos. What videos you got out? How many videos you got out? Oh, so so far I got the boy, you know, what for relative to pa- passage, the boy. Mm. Uh, I'm working on one with uh, PJ Vegas and Pookie G right now. Oh, PJ Vegas. Dirty. I know that dude. He's cool. Yeah, that's my brother right there, man. You mm. know, and uh, I do I do want to just say, like, miigwech again, Zero. You know, the people that are watching this and that are listening, like, they need to understand, like, how insightful that is. Right. Like I, I, I wanna honor you by, by saying miigwech, mm-hmm. you know, for that because that's part of decolonizing and reconnecting, mm-hmm. revitalizing, reclaiming, mm-hmm. you know. And we need to again go out to the land, right? This anxiety, like things like anxiety that you get in the city and those urban environments, right? Where yeah. there's so much going on. You go out to the land, you're at peace. Right? You put away your phone, put away this device that has you trapped, mm-hmm. you know. And you go out to the land and yeah. everything else makes sense after that, right? Yeah. I did a lot of that when I was working on this project, friend. You yeah. Know? I, I, I could tell. I had, to, I had to disconnect, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I could tell. It's just you have to you have to test the boundaries of what um, educated people are telling you, right? Because we get indoctrinated with education, right? Mm-hmm. But education doesn't teach you shit. Teaching you shit is by going up in a mountain and spraining your ankle and figuring out how to get back down. That teaches you something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Going into Word. the mountain and then sitting there and just quietly listening how it tells you that you guys are one, mm-hmm. right? Without no words. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's what we do, man. And uh, man, I'm glad to meet you. I'm glad you were able to come on the 100%. podcast and, and have a great conversation. You know, we're, we're unifying all of our Turtle Island, you know, and, and some people are displaced so far back, like myself, 200 years. You know, I can't tell you stories mm-hmm. about anything. I can't tell you a word that I come from. But I do know one thing, that my grandfather's medicine still lives inside me. And I'm talking about that old, old, old grandfather. Mm-hmm. He's in me. I know it. So, so look... Before we end this episode, I want to thank Cody Cowdy again for jumping on our LA Natives podcast, man. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of medicine for people who are going to tune in tomorrow mm-hmm. on YouTube. Check us out on Spotify. Absolutely. Always remember to subscribe mm-hmm. to our YouTube channel. Like that video. Comment. Share the video. Um, visit our website. Buy a t-shirt. Buy a hoodie. Support the podcast. Um there's way more work to be done. And most importantly, this Sunday, August 7th, between 12 and 6, we got plant-based Aslan, right, Zero? Yes, it's a monthly event that we put together. We're trying to teach people about plant-based foods, you know, and a, a plant-based lifestyle just to be more in control of our diet versus just eating whatever corporations provide for us. You know, we got to be as autonomous as possible and go back to foods that were here prior to the conquest and guys this is on you know on the legendary historical Whittier boulevard in east los angeles like literally right there by the sign yes absolutely Um, two blocks away from a lot of vendors are going to be there this week right yeah yeah it's it's going to be popping guys it's gonna be cool we're gonna have some you know cool new um uh, food vendors plant-based food vendors i think one of them is a mushroom he does things with mushrooms and then the other one is like i think uh 
vegan ceviche and you know we're just gonna have a bunch of people there it's really a vibe and, and, and dj know? uh mar margarita yeah yeah that's gonna be dope she's gonna be there and she's our you know resident dj shout out to jen and um yeah man it's really a vibe of people you know just just you know gathering once a month you know going over checking in on each other you know buying cool gear that revolves around indigenous um you know themes right and holistic um remedies as well like oils and massages and you know we sell some there's an uh one of the vendors is sells aztec pottery so like you know deities in 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 clay so it's it's a cool little vibe we have it once a month you know it's growing every month so yeah this sunday this sunday if you guys want to know more info just follow the instagram page at malanani superfoods go to la natives podcast um dot com the poster the flyers right up there perfect uh the new website the malanani superfoods it's almost up like 80 percent, 80 percent done we're just gonna go. start moving forward and apply the online ordering system we need people to order online yeah and you know uh start getting their stuff delivered yeah Right, that'd be, cool. that'd be super cool. You know, creating this this community with plant based stuff. And again, dude, shout out to Immortal Technique for stopping by Malanai Superfoods. That was dope, Zero. Yeah, man. And and he, you know, when I hit him up about it, it was very cool, very you know, willing. Like, hey, I'll shoot you that. Hey, man, I will come tomorrow. Like, damn, bro. Cool. He liked the product. Yeah. Even you know, shouted it out on Instagram that he felt better. Yeah. He that did. was amazing. Yeah. And trust me, guys, if you guys take these powders, take the uh, the aguas, buy anything from Malanai Superfoods, you, you'll just naturally feel better. Yeah. Well, it's done with, you know, the safest way we know how to provide this, you know, plant-based option, you know, like to fast food or something quick. So, so anyone listening, anyone tuning in today or tomorrow, make sure you guys plan that trip August 7th right there in East Los Angeles. 4528 Whittier Boulevard, LA, California, 90032. Yes, two, no, 22. 90032. 90032. No, yes, it's 22. Oh, it's 22? Yeah, well, there, there it is. <laughs> the hey, flyers are wicked, though, yeah. dude. Oh, you know, because that's Polaris, man. Polaris is pretty big on, on social media. Okay. And so he has this certain style to his uh, art, and it's all revolving around indigenous, sometimes eroticism, you know, indigenous eroticism. So he puts them like, you know, people in sexual positions in front of pyramids and that that's not all the things he's done but he's he's very progressive in that way so cody any shout outs before we go in in uh anything you want to say to our uh, indigenous hip-hop community brother well i just want to say miigwech you know thank you to, to both of you for having me here it's yeah. been an incredible conversation honestly so refreshing to just be able to connect it you know in a, in a good way with uh, like-minded individuals um one thing I, I want to request, you know, maybe, you know, you both could do it. And as well as folks that are, are tapping in, um, I have some calls to action that are associated with this new release with passage. Uh, if people are looking for them, you can find it on my website, uh, Cody coyote music.com and then backslash music. I had them all listed there. Um, a big part in this album is mobilizing. I didn't want it to just be, uh, a music release i wanted it to be a call to action for people to mobilize and again like we're talking about that that allyship that's that's here 
you know, is, is working together, you know, um, like all together, we support each other. Right. Mm. Um, that'd be the only thing. And I want to say shout out, you know, to, to both you again, you know, mm. it's been, been fantastic. Big up to the podcast for having me here. Ooh. I can't wait till this episode is uh, released for folks to check out. Yeah, well, it'll be up tonight, right? Mm-hmm. And we are out of L.A., right, Cody? Uh, how often are you in L.A.? Mm. Let's just say I want to get out there again, all right? It's been uh-huh. uh, it's been a few years, you know? Like, uh, it's it's been long overdue. Last time I was out there, uh, I was performing as a part of Grand Performances. and uh, Oh, no way. They brought you out you here? No, we... That's cool. Yeah, yeah. They showed me mad love. It was it was crazy. Grand you know, performances, crazy is cool. love. bro. If you get to play grand performances, that's fucking huge. What is that? It's it's a right? thing they do in the summer <laughs> in downtown LA. Yeah, and they they have like this like really big stage, and they they every week or maybe every month. I want to say every week in the summer they invite a group to come and play, and a lot of like Kito Souls played, fucking Buya Pongos played. Um, a, a lot of big groups from Los Angeles have played, but if you got to come out and play, that's great, bro. Congratulations. That's a good, that's a good show. Oh, me gretch. You know, and like, I will say one thing, I want to go back to Echo Park and like be in that swan in the middle of that, that water base of it. <laughs> Is it open? Yeah, there, that was like so it, cool. It's actually opening, like, you know. <laughs> it's open now? No. Okay. <laughs> They, clo- they, they closed. They closed it. Just kick out all the homeless people, right? Dude, when when the pandemic hit, they closed. They closed Echo Park. Like, it was gone. It was like they fenced it up. Nobody could go in there. They were. Yeah, but it's open. I think again now. But I just but, I felt at home because I saw the geese there. You know. So yeah, I'm man. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only place you'll find. No, you can find them at Lake Lake and all these couple other ponds. Um, but yeah, man, thanks for coming through, bro. I appreciate your your music. I appreciate your intention. Um, I know we'll be in touch. You know, Armando and I are not only doing this podcast to, you know, expose individuals like, like yourself that are not from Los Angeles. You know, we kind of focus our t- attention to that. But uh, I know that we have a lot of productions come up in mind and your music is valid, bro. And keep doing what you're doing. Well, and miigwech. And uh how else can I say it? Uh, Skoda and Studis, right? Let's let's get it going. Let's yes. mobilize together. Absolutely. And uh, I, I'm just so thankful that uh, that we got to connect, brothers. You know, Ooh. thank you. Right on, brother. So yeah, man, we had the Immortal Technique show. That was a blast. Thanks to everyone. Without shouting you out, Zero. You know, a lot of fools were like, you know, yeah. just shouting you out how dope you were. I got a you lot know, of cool, and I got a, call, a lot of cool fans from that. Right, and then of course we had the Pope going in Canada wearing the regalia. That was disgusting. That was just, you know what I'm saying? That was just, that was just so, just, man. It was pointless. It was a, it, it was it was. a slap in the fucking face, right? It was right? like pointless. Like, how do you ask? It was like comedy, right? Like, like, when you, when you abuse children, traffic humans, steal their land, um, and then just get, oh, I'm sorry, bros. Sorry. Like, and then jump on, on the plane and then go to Southern America. Yeah, that, and then go try to pull that fast one over there. You know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> You know, oh look, well, since we're out, might as well just go to Southern America and apologize to them too. I mean, yeah. s- just stop being so violent, you know, and and hiding behind it and being so wicked. But you know what? Be who you are. You know, I, no one in any tribe has asked for the wolves to be removed from the wild, right? We never, as indigenous people, we didn't go, "Hey, let's remove all the wolves because they suck." You know, it's like, "Hey, you got to be aware of wolves," and that's what they are. So, any last words, Earl? Yeah, just uh, it's cool to be back on. Thank you, Cody, for being on and joining with us. Thank you, the chat, everybody. I could see everybody, you know, typing away and, and, you know, giving us 
their thoughts. We're active right now. So it always seems like, you know, when we're closing out, we get the most viewers. Yeah. Well, it's later, on in, it's later on in the, in the, in the podcast, but you know, that, that's what I got to remind the audience that this podcast is so that you could type away on that chat, man, and get your point across to people who are on the chat, people who I'm sure there are people who are viewing next YouTube week. And, we're going to allow people to call in, bro. We're going to have a Google voice number. Just want to repeat that. We That'd will have fire. our Google's voice That'd number. Cool. And we're going to have our fans, you know, call yeah. in, ask a couple of questions to these artists, to these influencers, to Absolutely. these activists, to these people who actually have voices yeah. in the community. That sounds like fun if we could get that kind of interaction. But, you know, just stay wise out there. You know, things are, are things are, are they, they like to move slowly, right? Anybody who's trying to trap somebody or something, they don't like to make a bunch of ruckus trying to do it. And why I'm saying that is that, you know, when you start seeing governors going, we're going to go back into lockdown, we have to be, as a community, really questioning someone being able to tell us to stay indoors. And I'm not trying to be controversial or any of that that bullshit, but enough's enough, man. Like, we have to be able to intelligently move forward in this time and reality, you know? And we have to be sovereign when we're doing that. And I don't mean allegiance to a group or a doctrine or a book, but more along to yourself. Make that commitment to yourself, right? And let's start to begin those long walks in the forest by ourselves so we can understand ourselves, right? And it doesn't have to be a long walk in the forest. It could be at the beach. It could be at the park. Just find your moment with nature because that's going to be our greatest ally, is nature, right? Because it sees and feels everything. It's alive. Our planet is alive. And our ancestors understood that. That's why we never tampered with it. And they're tampering. They're tampering big time. So stay strong. Love each other. Create those communities. Find confidence in yourself. Build that connection with the earth and yourself. And we'll see you next Wednesday. Asukumatli o meteo, tonan sin, tonatum.